Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Live wire connect, connect, get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. The east and the west, up north to the down south. We do have a fun and juicy live wire for you guys today. After a shortened version yesterday, I came back with some of the best audio in the world of sports. We'll start with Joe Marino. He joined the guys in the morning, Mac and Bone, to say that there were too many things going wrong around Bryce Young to truly evaluate the rookie quarterback. I think there were some huge hurdles, whether it's the offense just not necessarily ever having an identity, switching play callers multiple times in a, in a young man's rookie season. Uh, the guard play, I think we got to talk a lot about the guard play. The, the Carolina Panthers, uh, would they have seven different right guards and six different left guards? I mean, that's that's impossible. And that's going to take away from the three best parts of your offensive line, which is supposed to be Aquanu, Moton, and Bozeman as the left tackle, right tackle, and center. When it's a revolving door next to those players, it's hard for those guys to be the best version of themselves and you know for as veteran as the skill players were not a lot of separation guys right you just kind of wonder if it was the right mix for Bryce Young to be able to play good football and develop throughout his first season I think there was a lot stacked against him that I'm not sure really any quarterback would have much consistent success under those circumstances much less a rookie with a lot of with a lot on him right with what they traded to get him and being the number one pick and you know, having a chance to to be the guy here in Carolina. A lot of things that Joe said we have talked about, chapter and verse, the struggles of the offensive line play, play calling, duties being, you know, changing every other week, not a lot of separation at the wide receiver level. But also this is the NFL, and you get paid a lot of money to overcome those hurdles. When do you think it's fair to judge a quarterback and say, He's not good enough to evaluate or overcome those obstacles because there are the quarterbacks that have a bad offensive line, no running game, lack of wide receiver talent that still play at a higher level than we saw from Bryce this year. I think it's fair in the next two years. Next year, as long as everything gets fixed, the problem next year is if you don't fix the guard problem, which I completely agree with Joe. Biggest issue, in my opinion. Need wide receivers. Icky needs to play better. But when you have that many different combinations at guard and by the way none of them were good none of them were good combinations that you lost out on yeah it's going to be really hard for a smaller qb to see upfield and navigate when there's interior pressure as much as there was i think that's number one if i could only fix one thing about this squad to help bryce young i'd like to fix a lot but i think it would be healthy competent guard play that's what i want next year if he doesn't get it and you still have all these problems it still might not be completely fair to evaluate what he can do, but then you start to worry about just ruining him outright. Is he ever going to have success here? And if he does have success in the NFL, it might just be with a different NFL team, maybe a little Baker Mayfield style, what we're seeing with Tampa Bay. So that's when I start to worry about what he can do here in Carolina. But I think next year, if they fix it, if we're actually seeing good PFF grades, competent blocking, 
wide receivers that are getting a little separation. You have a little downfield attack, whatever, and it's still looking not to the expectations, not what we want a number one overall pick to look like. That's when the warning signs will start to show. Yeah, uh, well, I think, too, some passes were given in that statement, too. The guards were bad, sure, but Taylor Moten is the only good pass blocker that they had this season, and then he struggled in the run game. Icky Aquano, we know that the jury is super-duper out on him so far, but the Houston Texans used 15 different offensive linemen during the regular season. Now, five of those players were on the field for fewer than 40 snaps, but that still leaves 10 different guys that you had playing on that line, and so those guys were really on that next man up mentality and stepping up and stepping in and doing what they needed to do, and we're going to get into that more in the next segment, talking about the offensive line uh, for this team, but at the end of the day, yeah, the Panthers are going to have to make a lot of upgrades uh, at the position no question about it. Well, let me ask you this, because it seems like you say that you're still a believer in Bryce, right? Mm-hmm. But then you give some of that evidence to suggest that there aren't any excuses mm-hmm. for Bryce. Where do you fall? Um, in? Because I don't think anybody's saying that we want to see him be C.J. Stroud. No, not that. I'm just saying that, you know, there are other guys and, like I said, other rookies that had to deal with those types of situations. Well, just but one, no. right? Right, right, right. But I'm saying, and I don't, I mean, we would have to look up data on more teams. There yeah. were a few other rookies that played uh, a decent amount this year, but not a lot. I mean, I'm, uh, just comes to mind, Aiden O'Connell from the Raiders and maybe one or two other guys that got some starts here and there, but day one starters off the rip. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm just saying that with Bryce Young, there's definitely some culpability to go around. Uh, and am I as high on him as I once was? Not as much, but I'm still yeah. leaving out hope that he can recapture some of that magic. He just looks to me like a quarterback that's going to need to be thoroughly insulated to be at his best. We talked yesterday about just how damaged Bryce Young was and is after his rookie season with the Panthers. Yesterday, former Panthers quarterback Steve Berline. He joined the Kyle Bailey Show as every former Panther quarterback is obligated to do this offseason. Rodney <laughs> P, you're up next. And, yep. and, and Berline admitted he's worried about Bryce physically and mentally. My concern about Bryce Young well, was um, very simple. I think he's got the ability to, to be a, a, a really good NFL quarterback. Um, I think he's got the, the tools to, to be able to be successful. But the question is, can he hold up physically? Um, you know, he's not a big guy. Um, he's not uh, a super mobile guy like a Kyler Murray, who I have my doubts on, you know, with Kyler Murray as well. I've been very open about uh, my doubts about him from day one, uh, being able to hold up and, and be successful, uh, you know, from a physical perspective. So, um, you know, Bryce, he, he, unfortunately this year he took a lot of hits. I do know what that's like. I've been through it myself. You just hope that what he went through, what he experienced this year, um, is something that he got both mentally and physically uh, will be able to get past. Wes, you definitely soured on Bryce from where we were in the pre-draft process and then where we are now. We saw his body hold up outside of missing the one game, took the big shot, of course, in the loss at Jacksonville. Are your concerns with Bryce now more on the mental side and just how defeated he was during his rookie season? Well, the thing that I think I know about Bryce is that he's got great football character, and I think he'll bounce back and use these experiences to make him a better player. But also, mental health with athletes is real. I know a lot of people think that these players get out there and nothing bothers them and nothing gets to them. 
But we saw the frustration build on Bryce as the season went from throwing the laptop to some of the, the, the comments and some of the body language that we saw from him late in the season. It definitely wore on him, the physical pounding. And so when you talk about coming into next season, people think it's going to be a clean slate, but it's not. Because everything that has gone on, everything that's been said is going to come rising back to the surface next year. The number one question about the Panthers is going to be, how can Bryce Young be better from what he was in year one? Is he going to be as good as C.J. Stroud? All of that stuff plays into his mentality. And if you don't think it does, then I don't know, you know, what type of professions that you've worked in. But I think for Bryce, the first time in practice, when he throws that interception or he has a rough day of practice, he's going to think about it. See, you're not as good as C.J. People are going to say this. People are going to say that. The first game, especially if he comes out early in the season and has a clunker early in the year, yeah. all those bad thoughts can rise back to the surface for him and get him into a funk. But – as I said, if I think I know Bryce, think I know the type of guy that he is, I would think that he'll be able to use these experiences to propel him to be a better player. It doesn't feel like Bryce Young is going to be able to shake the small reputation that he has until he just is at 35 years old and had played every single season. Because to me, Bryce Young, if there's one thing that there is evidence of this past season, it's that he did hold up despite having maybe the worst offensive line in all of football. And he was, but there was the one game that he didn't play. Reports were that he might've been able to play had they actually been playing significant games down the stretch and there was something on the line, but he didn't go against Seattle. That was Andy Dalton. That was it. Played every single other outing. So he was able to hold up despite the pounding that he took where it was only like two quarterbacks that got sacked more than he did. It's not his size as to why I'm scared about him taking that kind of pounding. It's just the fact that any QB is going to suffer if you take that many hits. Cam Newton did. Cam Newton quite literally is the exact opposite of what Bryce Young was coming out of college. Cam Newton looked like a defensive end and was... I don't even want to say one of like maybe the biggest freak we ever saw come out of college at, at the QB spot. What he was able to do at Auburn was ridiculous and he got hit a lot and he wore down, but his body was way bigger than Bryce Young's. I'm not worried about Bryce Young's size as to that being a reason I don't want him to get hit. I don't want him to get hit because it doesn't matter what size you are. That's something that is going to affect you as your career goes on. We're roughly two and a half weeks away. From the first Carolina-Duke game of the year, the greatest rivalry in sports in this state's crown jewel. And in the last decade or so, people have tried to claim that the rivalry is dead because of the one-and-done era. And after what Carolina did to Coach K in his final season. But after last night, there may be further proof that it is dead after Jay Williams offered up this honest admission during the Kansas-Oklahoma State game. As we were going to break, I asked if the transfer portal was open. Where would you have gone? Setting me up. So back then, yeah, I would have gone to Georgetown. Okay. I, I would have played for John Thompson. If you're asking me today. Yes. Uh, I know. Hey, this, is, this is a tough one because I, I don't know if I would be allowed to go back home. Are you about to say North Carolina? I just like the way they play. Wow. It's a it's a fast-paced style of play. I like it. And they allow oh R.J. Davis to go. What Holy in the brotherhood? What? what? You did this to me. This is, this is your fault. This is straight-up awful announcing. John Chambi got Jay Williams excommunicated from the Duke family on Tuesday night. You know, I just got back in the brotherhood. I just got Gosh. back, and, and now I have a feeling I'm going to be out.
Is there just further proof that the brotherhood is a faux pas? It's, it, it does not exist? Because there isn't a Carolina person, not even Rashad McCants, a guy that has been literally kicked out of the family, not welcome back. I don't think on the various platforms that guy is given the opportunity to talk on, he would say he would go to Duke if he entered the transfer portal. Man, I thought that that was a pretty honest admission from Jay. But, yeah, man, that was, that was pretty wild uh, for him to say that. But, you know, when Bryce joins the brotherhood, you know, I don't think he'll ever say anything like that. Good news is that he's going to go to Carolina when he's good enough at basketball. So <laughs> that's great because them uncles are going to be in his ear saying, wear the light Carolina blue. Not the oiler blue. I don't care how many hoodies your daddy got. You're wearing the Carolina blue. He trolls blue. us, though, talking about Carolina all the time. Well, I'm sure he does. He'd go through the store. He's like, can I get that Tar Heel shirt? Or he'd be like, uh, he'd be like, I'm about to cheer for my Tar Heel. There you go. And we don't have to do a lot of convincing then. <laughs> it doesn't kid's sound a winner. Like... He's going places. <laughs> Before we move on, yeah, there were two things. He's saying back then he would have gone to Georgetown. I, I, We need to focus on Carolina to some degree. Is he saying that he would have transferred out at that time too? I didn't get the first answer. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Was he saying that, you know, in a portal era, would he have left Duke and gone to Georgetown? That's yeah. what I was wanting clarification on, too. So I, I guess if he were to, it seems like he would have left even then. He talks glowingly about Coach K. He's had a lot of those answers when talking about his motorcycle accident, about how Coach K was there and supported him. And there was a lot there, I think. But... Him saying that he would have gone to Georgetown then and then even now maybe gone to North Carolina because he loves the way they play. I, he doesn't want to be there. Jay Williams just flat out does not want to be accepted by the Duke. I also yeah. didn't know that he was like not a part of the brotherhood until he showed back up for the reunion night whenever Coach K retired. Of course, we got the gif of him calling the timeout when we made it a 93-81 game. But yeah, that's what they do in Duke, man. They just... They kick out their own. By the way, last thing. Are we so sure that Rashad McCants wouldn't have transferred out? Maybe not gone to Duke, but he would he, have transferred out. Well, but, but he wouldn't have gone to Duke. Like, he may have gone to but also he has a like championship. UConn or something like that, but he wouldn't have gone to the rival. I saw NC State has a defensive back that's uh, going to Carolina. Yeah. All right, we're starting to see it. It's going to be interesting when, once we get into that in, in the basketball world. When we have somebody go. And it's going to happen. I know. That's a prominent player. That's right. All right. That'll do it for the live wire.